So I want to I want to begin this morning with an advertisement. Yes, today's sermon is sponsored by Sene's Weekly Bible Study. <laughs> That's right. Every week, folks, from folks from St. Augustine's gather at, at 9.15 on Wednesday morning for Bible study. And in those classes, we talk about the gospel lesson for the upcoming Sunday. Just think. If you attended Bible study, you'll know exactly, exactly what the gospel lesson is for the upcoming Sunday. And that's way before all of your friends and family who will get here on Sunday morning. And they, they will be amazed at your grasp of Scripture. You will be able to sit there and knowingly shake your head when the lesson comes up. And then afterwards, you can talk about all of the things that the preacher should have preached about. (laughs) Ah, but wait, there's more. If you act now, you can attend our weekly midday Eucharist at 8.30 a.m., which happens immediately before Bible study. That's right. You can be nourished by word and sacrament and then go to Bible study. What could be better and what a terrific way to begin your Wednesdays. I will see you all there on Wednesday. If at least one person doesn't come to Wednesday Bible study, I'm going to feel bad. No, okay. Um, I won't. I won't. So, okay, sorry to bring up uh, uh, Bible study, but this, this last Wednesday, the Wednesday we just had, we wrestled with this very gospel passage which you have just heard. And as you can imagine from this sort of, you know, tongue-twistery type of a passage, it was a wide-ranging conversation. But one thing sort of stuck with me out of that conversation, and it, and it started to eat at me, and it started to appear again and again and again, and that was this word. And the word was glory. The word glory or glorify or glorified appears six different times in the gospel lesson. It also appears a couple of times in our collect, that is, in our, in our opening prayer from this morning. And it appears a, a number of times also in the, the lesson from the, the letter to uh, Peter, the first letter of Peter. Glory. Glory. It's a word that is, is so shot through with religious meaning that, that we might not even stop to think about what it means. And once we do stop, we might wonder if we understand it at all. Now, glory, it has, of course, secular uh, meaning as well, and we have a secular understanding. And, and I think that usually that secular understanding uh, about the pursuit of glory is, is really about the pursuit of fame or of notoriety, or of renown, or of praise. It is to be successful and to be perceived as successful by all. So athletes chase glory as they pursue championships and and personal achievements. This sort of pursuit of glory can 
can be found, too, in, in, in business, perhaps, as, as people try to pursue profits and acquisition. This type of pursuit, this pursuit for glory, it can be a great benefit for the world, of course, but it can also be uh, deeply destructive. And in some cases, the pursuit of glory might be more about the shoring up of a, of a fragile ego than it is about a true pursuit of greatness. Now, certainly, we can speak of God's glory in ways that are analogous to this way. So, one may speak of God's glory like as a way of speaking about God's creative power or of God's majesty or of God's mystery, of God's wisdom, of God's infinity. It is in some sense God's glory that we point to when we we speak of God's omnipotence or omniscience, that is, God being all-powerful or all-knowing, if we speak of of God in those terms. It is is God's glory that leaves us in awe as as we ponder the majesty of creation. It is God's glory that is signified and pointed to as we watch the sun set into the ocean or as we gaze upon a snow-covered mountaintop or as we observe the vast expanse of interstellar space. God's glory is revealed in in the interconnection of being and in in our interrelatedness as as we recognize our own little place in a whole web of connections that is the universe, or, or perhaps even the multiverse. And when we speak of the ascension of Christ, which we celebrated in our liturgical calendar last Thursday, or, or actually at St. A's, we got a head start and celebrated on Wednesday. Yes, at that morning Eucharist, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but when we speak of the ascension, as our first lesson from Acts did this morning, We speak of of Jesus in some sense going to God, right? Of the Son returning to the Father, right? To use that sort of imagery. And part of what is pointed to in the mystery of the ascension of Christ is Christ going to share in in this sort of glory, this, this majesty and this holiness of God. And so the one who was who was brought low is now being raised up above every name, to sit at at God's right hand, again, to use that metaphor from the creed, or to to fill all things. It It is this sort of glory that Jesus revealed in some of his earthly acts of, of ministry as well. It is this sort of glory that Jesus revealed when he calmed storms, or when he cast out demons. It was glory as power that that Jesus revealed when he raised Lazarus from the dead and and commanded Lazarus to emerge from his tomb. But there is another sort of glory at work here, too. In our gospel lesson this morning, we find ourselves on the night of the Last Supper— the night before Jesus is going to die, the night that he 
has washed the disciples' feet and, and has revealed that he is going ahead of the disciples to make a space for them. This is the night where he reveals that he is sending the Holy Spirit to them. It is on, on this night that Jesus ends his time with the disciples by turning to prayer. And in his prayer, this prayer that Jesus speaks to God, Jesus speaks about glory, but also about eternal life and about oneness. Jesus asked God to glorify him so that he might glorify God and his followers might share in the eternal life that is not something distant and yet to come, but is in fact something that begins now in in knowing God and Jesus. And Jesus speaks to God about his mission and and about how he has shared this mission with the disciples who who are gods and were given to Jesus by God. And Jesus asked that that God might protect those disciples so that they might be one as Jesus is one with God. But in all of this, isn't it interesting that Jesus asked God to glorify him? But that this glory is is not going to be revealed in acts of magnificence and, and power but rather in self-giving love. Here, perhaps there is a a glory that to our eyes might not look like glory. It is a glory that is revealed when Jesus washes the feet of his disciples or when he he reaches out to to tax collectors and sinners and those who are marginalized in order to eat with them, or when he heals lepers or the blind. It is the glory of service, the glory of compassion, the glory that comes from being available to others. It is the glory of humility and becoming, in some sense, small for the sake of others. And in the good news of God, the glory of God is not just revealed in acts of power, but but even more so in the self-giving love exemplified in the cross. What the, what the gospel of Jesus Christ reveals is that God's glory is primarily revealed in the depths of God's love for us. Indeed, God's chief glory is God's love. This is why the glory of God is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. It is revealed in in the Word made flesh and in the embodiment and enfleshment of God's love in Jesus Christ, love for us. And as this, this reading makes clear, this is a glory that we can share because indeed love is meant to be shared. Our lives point to God's glory as we turn to God in, in love and prayer and in worship. Our lives give God glory as we share with one another, as we we reach out to the stranger 
and even the enemy. We become the glory of God as we reveal the compassion of God. Ultimately, God's glory is not for God alone, but for us as well. This this glory is for us to, to share and to participate in. As we come to share and participate in God's love, and as we share God's love with others. For indeed, as we love one another, Christ is glorified in us. And so let us glorify God through our love for one another and for the world. Amen.